This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. I'm joined by the Deputy SARS Commissioner, Johnston Makobo, to help us unpack the budget from the tax perspective. Uh, Johnston, good evening to you. Thank you for your time. Good evening, Nolotando, and thank you very much for having us. And good evening to your listeners. Well, Johnson, I must uh, let you know that this is one of those budgets where tax wasn't mentioned as often as tax can be mentioned. And I think that really does speak to the fact that uh, from a revenue perspective, we just uh, didn't meet our targets. Now, sure. I think generally you you do accept that um, uh, tax revenues are always estimated and they're estimated on the basis of assumptions in the economy. And uh, we know that we've had headwinds uh, in the economy at the back of a number of things in the global uh, uh, environment, but also some of the challenges that we've had that are structural in the local economy, uh, including, amongst others, um, some of the networked industries um, in the electricity and logistics environment. So generally, we have seen an economy that has been highly subdued, um, and it being subdued would have impacted um, taxes and the collection of taxes. However, I think uh, you would have noted that the the minister does say that um, even though we are revising, we're going back to um, a revision of the uh, printed estimated from the beginning of the year, which was around uh, 1.788 trillion. um, We're saying that it's it's slightly improved with about um, 0.7 billion uh, in terms of what we thought it would be at MTDPS. So there is some improvements in the in the tax collections, and we continue. Um, to to believe that um, whilst the economy uh, may be uh, sluggish, there are some gains that we are pursuing from a tax administration and the efficiencies thereof to try and broaden the base as well as uh, ensure that compliance levels improve. So as much as we see the economy taking a knock, uh, we are not folding arms uh, from a tax administration point of view. We continue uh, to pursue um uh, measures that are trying to close the gap from what the economy is leaving us uh, with, because we've always said that our belief is that the, um, the tax performance uh, in this economy is a combination of what happens in the economy and the tax policy measures, but also what happens in the tax administration. So we're pursuing that which is, is within our control uh, in this current environment. It is very encouraging, uh, Johnson, and I must ask you, you know, from a compliance perspective, are we a nation that is generally tax compliant? Look, I think we we can speak at uh, at three levels. Mm-hmm. Um, we can speak at large business, businesses. We are seeing um, um, quite encouraging compliance levels, um, around uh, 90% overall in terms of the voluntary compliance index that we measure. Um, however, we, we have indicated uh, in the past that we see early 60s in terms of um, 60% thereabouts in terms of the compliance of uh, small, medium enterprises. And we think that uh, we need to work harder to ensure that we create certainty uh, and ensure that um, those that are in that uh, segment of business are clear about their obligations and make it easy for them to comply. But I think that's where the current compliance levels um, are worrying us. But also, at individual level, uh, we know that the compliance of the salaried uh, people is high, is quite high. 
But we think that those that are provisional taxpayers uh, for personal income tax, that's where we, we, we know that we've got some work to still do uh, to improve compliance level. And we believe that uh, by focusing on these areas that still show opportunity, uh, we will short up uh, whatever um, leakages or um, challenges we face in the economy uh, because we cannot, as I said earlier, control the economy. But we are encouraged by what we see in compliance levels of large businesses. Um, that said, I think the the, the budget um, in introducing some tax policy measures, uh, you'd have seen the 15 billion rands that has been announced, does uh, try to short up uh, some of the challenges that we're experiencing in the economy uh, and try to keep the tax system buoyant. Another interesting one that I'm keen to get uh, your thoughts on here, uh, Johnson, and I'm hoping you can help us understand the issue of this global minimum tax and how that is going to uh, impact the economy and how that could, uh, you know, even result in more revenue uh, for South Africa. Sure. You would have seen that uh, the Treasury has penciled in um, around um, 8 billion rands in 26-27, which is the third year of the uh, MTF. Uh, that $8 billion is simulated um, on the basis of how the global minimum tax would work. Um, in this instance, what would happen is that there would be a minimum uh, tax, 15%, that, would, um, uh, that MNEs would be um, liable for. And, um, and, and MNEs are in multinational enterprises. And should it be that uh, the effective tax rate of that particular entity uh, in whatever jurisdiction that it is registered in uh, is below the 15%, they would need to then pay up a top-up tax to um, top up to the 15% minimum tax that would be applicable. So in essence, meaning that um, uh, the minimum threshold would apply and, and sort of discourage um, multinationals from um, finding themselves or for preferring those jurisdictions with uh, lower tax rates uh, because ultimately the minimum tax rate will apply and if your effective tax rate is lower than the 15%, um, there would be then a need to top up and pay up to that 15%, which again, I think uh, globally deals with the issue of things such as profit shifting um, uh, through a number of schemes that we have seen that the OECD in its inclusive framework on base erosion and profit shifting has already identified. And we think that this allows those that are, ba- those that are based in country but are domiciled elsewhere, that if their effective tax rate is overall less than 15%, then they would pay the difference in the jurisdictions where they've made those particular earnings. I trust that clarifies it, uh, Notando. It really, really does, Johnson. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Would have loved to keep uh, talking, but I'm sure there'll be many opportunities for that. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That's Johnson Makubu, Deputy SARS Commissioner there, really unpacking some important issues of administration and efficiencies at SARS. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.